With Fox's 911, the emergency is always on fire. Sometimes literally. Here at Dispatching the 118, we like to take things from a slower, more detailed perspective with the intensity of Sergeant Grant and the enthusiasm of Firefighter Buckley. After a week off, we are finally back. Um, and Yay. I feel like this episode was actually decent. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. Like, it was like, I didn't leave the episode being like, are they going to end this season yet? <laughs> Like, I like when they focus on one specific story. It's yes. so much stronger. Um, there's not too much stuff getting in the way or whatever. There's um, just so much runaround when it's like more than one thing. So <laughs> how was the uh, surprising Mark Pellegrino guest star? Oh my is that well like apparently he's in some other things whatever I don't watch Supernatural I he's my recognized him almost instantly I was like and it's so sad that my brain can still do this but I went this man's been in Castle (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say a lot of people were like this guy was in the first season of Dexter or this guy was on a few episodes of Lost or they're the supernatural folks and they're like, that was Lucifer. Um, Everyone knows him as something. <laughs> as something. And I mentioned in my review that he always plays the villain of, of sorts. Like he's always the bad, because he has that face. He has that he kind of face where he's yeah. not a guy who follows the rules. Um, but no, I'm not going to lie on Supernatural. He's one of, like... A lot of people didn't care for him on Supernatural. Some people did, but like there are quite a few people that I'm friends with that didn't care for him on Supernatural because they're like, he's such a dick in real life. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not his character. I mean, yes, he is a dick in real life. but like, I'm like, he's Lucifer and he made it funny and fun. And I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I liked him. I mean, I wrote a whole list about my favorite moments with him. So obviously I liked him. I think you cut out for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, am I back? Are we back? We're back. <laughs> oh. There's yeah. going to be some technical difficulties in this episode, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. I'm not sure which end it's on, but it will be happening. So prepare your ears. <laughs> There's going to um, be an awkward I silence. Know he Don't was turn it off. It's like it's just Mark Pellegrino coming in and sabotaging our our podcast because we called him a piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, listen, he owns the fact that he's a piece of shit. He doesn't care. He's like, he's one of those people that's just like, I say what I say, and I don't give a shit who who is upset by it. Like he's one of those. Wow. People. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that he was a <laughs> fucking asshole. 
I'm sure, I'm sure he's decent enough. Like, you know, he's obviously not too much of an asshole. People still like hire him and shit, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then again, he is also a white male in Hollywood. So, so true, best. <laughs> Sorry, All right, we should probably true. stop doing this or we're going to end up. <laughs> but no, it was very shocking to see Mark Pellegrino as this, um, honestly, when he first came on screen and they're like, oh, you get some yard time. I was like, this story is going to be centered on this particular inmate. I was like, obviously something's going to go wrong with this inmate. <laughs> it's so funny because for some reason... I like it didn't it didn't process in my brain so I tweeted and I was like I was like oh my god like not me able to recognize this guy from Castle and like um my friend Donna responded and it was like oh who and I told her I was like oh the guy in the beginning of the episode no he's in the whole episode babe Karen was like well I, I was talking to her about it tonight and she's like yeah I watched like three-fourths of it and I'm like you didn't finish the episode you like Mark Pellegrino and she goes yeah I got distracted and I'm like okay you missed the best part yeah honestly you missed him sacrificing himself for his son and Eddie helping him <laughs> I mean I, I honestly honestly okay with Eddie and Buck both being like I guess you could say kidnapped hijacked whatever you want to call it um I abducted. I abducted there we go I knew the storyline was gonna if it was gonna be once he started talking about his kid I was like okay they're gonna really force the issue with Eddie because I was like Eddie's the only one that has a kid in this scenario like Buck yes Buck loves Christopher as witnessed by how he reacted to the guy talking shit about Christopher when he first pulled the picture out of the wallet hello but eddie is the actual father and so like i knew they were gonna pull that whole father standpoint card thing and it actually worked in their favor it worked really well i think yeah i definitely it's (laughs) it's funny because i can't remember what i was doing while i was watching this episode but i was very obviously distracted because i didn't see anything that was coming like i didn't see anything coming and usually like like mad respect to 911 but it's not like an unpredictable show like you can predict it pretty well and i was just like oh i didn't know any of this was going to happen like well the only thing that i kind of predicted was the story being centered on milk what milk i don't know what the hell i'm saying mark pellegrino i was trying to combine mark and pellegrino and that <laughs> didn't go well milk milk that's that's not his name um <laughs> But Mark Pellegrino's character being the center of the story. So, like, that's the only thing I really predicted. And I kind of sort of knew that Buck and Eddie were going to get embroiled in it somehow because of the because of the spoiler clip I'd seen on Twitter where someone was watching them filming or whatever. And I heard Buck going, Eddie! And I was just like, okay, they're going to be involved in whatever's going on. That's what that's from. Wait, I Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I saw that on TikTok. I saw that on TikTok and I commented and I was like, what episode is this from? And they told me and I didn't piece it together until now. But that was definitely that is what it. that's from. Um, but yeah, no, and 
I, but the stuff with, with what his purpose was of breaking out, I didn't see that coming, which again, like you said, 911 is a very predictable show. So it's like (laughs) very surprising to me that I didn't predict what was going to happen. (laughs) Like I didn't even predict the parts in the prison with like freaking Robbie and, and, and Bobby and Hen. Like I couldn't predict that stuff either. But being of predicting stuff, have you ever watched? I mean, probably not, but have you ever like sat down and watched a TV show with your mom, like all the way through? Um, we watched Shit's Creek together. Is that (laughs) (laughs) so? My mom and I started Ted Lasso yesterday, and we're just we were just finishing up the first season today. Oh, I'm I'm losing. I wish you guys could see my face because me love Ted Lasso. Yeah, (laughs) I like got her to start it, and she actually likes it, which is a feat. And I'm like, (laughs) like every time it's like, I don't remember another thing that she did it for, but she goes, um, she goes like when, when obviously the season one finale with Rory, she goes, well, I mean, he'll be a good coach. He could be a good coach. And I was like, how the fuck did you know that? Like, how do you know that? (laughs) I don't understand. See, it's funny you say that because my mom and I watch a show together and my mom likes shows, but she's not invested in shows. So like, she'll be like, she'll like call me up on the phone and be like, hey, Mary, I started watching this thing called Call the Midwife on Netflix. Have you ever seen it? And I'd be like, yeah, mom, I've been telling you about this for like years. I don't know why. And she'd be like, it's a really nice show. I really like it. I'm like, oh yeah. And then I start talking about a character and she goes, I don't know which one that is. (laughs) Meanwhile, my mom, again, we finished season one at probably like, I think we finished it at like 4.35. By seven, she comes into the room. She's like, so I watched an interview with Hannah Waddingham. I was like, oh my I God. I saw She's your tweet stan. about this. She's a stan. Listen, who doesn't stan Hannah Waddingham? If you do, I get out of my life. lay my life down for Hannah Waddingham. If you don't stan Hannah Waddingham, please go. And the door yeah. is that way. Bye. Um, she's a queen. I love her. Um, 100%. But back to a different queen. <laughs> Hen killed <gasps> it this episode. Like I, so I mentioned in my review that I was so worried they were completely dropping the whole medical school thing because yeah. they haven't brought it up. They haven't mentioned it at all this okay. season. And I love that she does talk about it this episode. I'm like, it's the perfect setup for her to talk about it. I mean, the guy's like, I've been thinking about going to be an EMT. And she goes, oh, I'm doing the opposite. And I'm just like, yay, they didn't forget about her medical school (laughs) training. And I love when he was like, Dr. Wilson. And she goes, not yet, I'm not. And I'm like, nah. (laughs) I love it. I love her. She was so great. And... Do you think Ugh. that they're like, what I, th- do you like, oh, Jesus, I feel like they're probably like stretching it out so that if for some reason, whether this is the last season or next season is the last season, like maybe they can have her like fully become a doctor in the finale and have her leave in the finale and, and they don't want to yeah. do that too soon. Mm-hmm. I, um, I could see that. Definitely. I could definitely see that. That does sound plausible. I mean, medical school isn't like something that's going to happen overnight, obviously. 
And especially not for someone who's working full time and is a parent, like she's obviously taking night classes. So like, she's yeah, going to take probably twice as long as the average, like medical school student. Um, but I do, I do wonder if the medical school, like, I don't know how that works, but I wonder if medical school like gives her credit for being an EMT. I bet you they probably do. Um, yeah. Just not sure how much credit that <laughs> constitutes. Well, because I mean, it's not like she has to take first aid the second she gets to no. doctor school, you know, medical school. She knows first aid. Oh, she knows a bit more than first aid. Well, yeah. <laughs> Even like, before medical school, she was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she doesn't have to like get her CPR's license. You right. Know? It, right. So she, she doesn't not have to do that kind of training. She's, she's not at the bottom floor when she enters the classroom on that first day like she's probably like second year level because she does know those basics um yes so she'll have to go a little less but (laughs) not much so I I thought that it was like sweet that they're trying to like integrate Ravi but I don't think that he fit well in this episode at all uh, so I felt like the best moment for him was that end scene with him and Bobby me too um me too. but I didn't understand the whole walking down the hall like I didn't understand why he was walking in the hallway like that did wasn't clearly conveyed um no. I, and- I think that it might have been as a distraction from what Bobby was doing maybe but, but I'm it, just like it wasn't clear it wasn't clearly co- communicated what he was doing and yeah. so it's just like okay so he put on that guy's bloody clothes like what is he do- uh, wait, wait he's going out where they're fighting I'm confused and like it's sweet but I'm like I feel bad that I feel like they did it to instigate the situation at the very end where Bobby like takes him to breakfast and like has a conversation with him and I'm like you want to integrate him into the team you don't have to traumatize him to do that like (laughs) what is wrong with you people um but I did enjoy getting to see like it was like buck all over again like we get to see Bobby nurture a new guy once again like it's coming full circle um yeah I love that and I do I do like Ravi and I don't think that the problem this episode was Ravi I think that it was that the writers didn't know what to do with him right they didn't know where to place him and so they were right. like well I'm walked out all the way I guess <laughs> I, I, yeah I mean if there was any flaw with this episode it was definitely that like that was the glaring issue I had with it was that yes. like it wasn't clearly also communicated Taylor. what Ravi was doing what also Taylor Ugh. Listen, she'll be gone soon. <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck she did in this episode because I do not care about her. She was just there at the end and she was like talking to him about the stamp. She goes, oh, you were there. I think she was like, oh, you were there or something like that. Or I don't know. I Listen, I tune her out. I don't give a shit. Also, Me I was too. more concerned about, I was more concerned about the cuteness of Christopher and Eddie and how Christopher is so tall now. It's like, okay, Eddie, you are not going to fit in that bed. He is too big. <laughs> Dude, Christopher is a grown man with a mortgage. Like, when did that happen? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, apparently, but then again, I don't know if I can trust this source anymore because, like, this is the guy that told us on Twitter that we were going to get Albert in, like, episode three and then we didn't get him to, like, 
episode four or five. And but barely. whatever. Whatever. Who cares? This guy still like knows more than the average viewer. So like I trust him to an extent. But he was showing, he was saying that Carla's coming back soon. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, oh maybe God. she'll be. He goes, he's a big buddy shipper. So like I, this is why I trust him a little bit. Cause like at least he's in it for the same reasons we are. Um, but he's, he goes, maybe she'll push Eddie's story along like she did last season when she told him to about whether or not he should stay with Anna. Damn. Oh. Damn. <laughs> um, to be fair though, I am currently also hating this guy at the same time because he tweeted a series of pictures of Buck and Christopher's relationship. And the last one is like the one from the, the episode where Eddie gets shot and like, you know, he's crying with Christopher. And he's like, what if Eddie had died? And like, this is how Buck found out about the guardianship and all this. I'm like, bro, are you serious? Don't even. <laughs> he's like, not that I hate that. Not that I want him dead. He's like, but just like, imagine like, what if that's how Ed- Buck had found out about Eddie's guardianship? Wait, but imagine a fic where he's like in a coma and that has to come into effect. Yep. No, I need that. I need it as a fic, but I don't want to write it. Oh, absolutely not. No, <laughs> not in a million years. Listen, I am an angsty writer. Don't get me wrong. I'm all about that angst. I'm all about that. <laughs> I just don't feel comfortable writing Buck and Eddie for some reason. I don't know what it is. I can write... David and Patrick. I can write Styles and Derek from Teen Wolf, but like I try to write Buck and Eddie and it does not work. And I don't understand why. How oh, like maybe it's because they're both super like macho y men. And I'm just like, mm, I don't know how to handle that situation. <laughs> I don't know. That's fair. <laughs> they're both firefighters. Whereas the other relationships I write about, at least one of them is slightly nerdy and I can be like, all right, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let me ask you a question. Let okay. me ask you a question. And I only thought about this like 10 minutes ago. <clears throat> okay. So, I hate to say it because it, it makes me want to die. But um, I don't think that Buddy will ever happen, unfortunately. No, I don't um, think it will either. I do not think it will ever happen. But the way that Oliver Stark acts as Buck... Do you think that he, like, knows it's never going to happen and he's, like, trying to give us what he can? Or do you think he just is like that? I (laughs) honestly, because it's gotten worse in the last couple seasons. Like, or not necessarily worse. Worse is the wrong word. More noticeable. More intense in the last couple seasons. Yeah. I truly believe that he wants that for us because he knows that's what we want, but he also knows, and he's also realistic to what the writers are like. And he's like, we are more than likely never going to see this happen. Um, And I think, yeah, I think he's doing it for us. Um, Yeah. That's my personal opinion. (laughs) All of a Stark is the true buddy Stan. Listen, we Stan it. (laughs) Oh, I can't. Listen. Well, that makes me miserable. It's kind of like, I always go back to Styles and Derek because, I mean, Teen Wolf is like my true north. Kind of like Castle is your weird thing that you always bring up. Teen Wolf is the one that I always bring up. (laughs) So I always go back to Styles and Derek. and dragged me. (laughs) 
had to. But anyway, listen, I dragged myself because Teen Wolf is terror. I mean, it's great, but it's terrible. It's complicated. It's, it's, it's a mess. It's not as bad as Castle. I'll, I'll it's a mess. That. Because that was on MTV. That, like, had a reason to be bad. That's Castle true. was an ABC show. ABC has won Emmys. No excuse. <laughs> but anyways, I go back to Styles and Derek because I think of Tyler Hecklin. And he, to this day will more than happy to sign any kind of steric art anybody puts in front of him, even if it's very erotic. He does not care. (laughs) The man will sign his naked body. Like, he does not care. (laughs) That's really sweet. But then, then, like, I don't think Dylan O'Brien would do the same. No offense to those Dylan O'Brien stands, because, one, he doesn't do conventions, because whatever reason I mean to each their own like whatever but also I just think that if he did do a convention and a fan put a Styles and Derek thing in front of him he'd just be like what is this (laughs) he'd be like no (laughs) yeah that's nothing against him I'm sure he's a decent guy but he's not he's not one of those true blue like shipper type people and um Tyler is all for it like he's totally down he doesn't care like he's like listen if that's the way you see it that's the way you see it like whatever he doesn't care and I feel like Oliver Stark's the same way like if you were to like meet Oliver Stark at, a, at something and like have him sign a buddy pick he'd be like sure okay he'd be like oh isn't that cute Yay. like he would be commenting on it and then he would be signing it <laughs> he's the one to like share fit like you know how Hannah Waddingham shares shares like edits of of uh, Rebecca and Ted like like yep. that is Oliver Stark it is but listen he also he the way he talks to people on his Instagram posts it's like bro you are pushing people like you are doing it on purpose <laughs> he is always out of pocket every single thing that Oliver Stark says on Instagram is just like you need a PR person desperately and you are showing it <laughs> Like, he's the guy well it's kind of like I I say this because Ronan Rubin signs him getting into a little bit of trouble this week because he's been posting spoiler stuff about Lone Star and I'm like listen it's kind of like Tom Holland with the MCU you need to just take his mic away yes exactly exactly there are certain guys that you cannot trust with anything (laughs) it's always men too it is always the men i stand why is that (laughs) oh i can't it just it's i I just (sighs) i think that's like literally what he's been doing like especially in this episode it's like oh yeah reacts like that to just different he was like and the, I commented in my review that I'm like, it had to be Eddie who was there when that guy got shot or when that guy shot himself, I should say. I can't remember the freaking guy's name. Like, I just keep calling him the inmate or the convict in my review because it wasn't even up on an IMDb. Like, it wasn't listed <laughs> as, like, a character for the episode. I hate when they freaking do that, by the way, guys. Oh, me too. I absolutely hate it when they do, like, only the main cast for the episode. I'm like, but what if I want to know the name of that random character that was in that one scene? His um, name was Mitchell Trent. There we go. It wasn't <laughs> up at the time that I did my review. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, because they, because here's the thing. I did my review before the episode aired because 
somebody probably lost their job because it went up on yep. Hulu at like 3 a.m. Yeah. And the only time I knew about it the morning show, I have to like go back and fully watch an entire scene to get somebody's name because like I'll watch, I have like a screener that I'll watch before and I'm like, why can't you just have the episode on IMDb already? This would well, be I so couldn't easy. do that. I had, I went to a concert Monday night. So I was like, I was glad that they put it up early because I was like, otherwise this review is going to be like a day late. And I know my reviews aren't as good if they're not up the night, if the review is not up the night of. Um, but anyways, so I was just like, whatever. I just referenced him as the convict or the inmate in the review. But that scene with the inmate killing himself in order for his heart to be used for his son would not have worked if it had been Buck doing it because, or even if it had been Eddie with someone else, because Buck understands when Eddie's very serious about something. And so like, he would know, like no one else on the team wouldn't understand that Eddie's being serious when he's like, go get someone so I can save this guy. He's like, that dude's already dead. He's like, no, 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 we're saving his heart. We're not caring about the body part. We're caring about the heart. And like, Buck is the only one that would have been able to do it that quickly and like and he's the only one that would have been able to convince Athena to convince them to do all that because 100% it's all breaking laws here guys oh (laughs) she said my pseudo son wants something he's gonna get it exactly she's like my buckaroo (laughs) needs it all right we got it laws I don't know what you're talking about where we going there ain't no laws she said, she literally said, she said, a cab as a cop. <laughs> Basically. But like, I will credit the writers. They did a great job putting them in that scene together, which I am glad for because they aren't technically partners anymore because yes. Buck has Ravi, but like yeah. Ravi got thrown into the mix of, we don't know what to do with you. So you're just going to go here um <laughs> oh poor Ravi they really said we need to traumatize him if he wants to be part of the 118 like damn. also it goes to okay he is he is a great representation for people like him for kids like him and I'm like you're really gonna center that on trauma like are you freaking kidding me like no offense let Bobby have a little more trauma again, or I don't know. <laughs> Bobby has had enough trauma, Mary, but Bobby has had a ridiculous, <laughs> he killed his kids unintentionally, Mary. <laughs> He's had enough trauma. Thank you. I'm not meaning it seriously. I'm just saying, don't do it to the, don't do it to the guy of color. Okay. <laughs> do it to Buck. He, he's good to Buck, but the only trauma Buck's had is his parents didn't love him. It's fine. Yeah, nobody's. It's fine. We all. And he survived a tsunami. Us. It's fine. Fuck up. <laughs> all Buck did was survive a tsunami. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> and and a fire truck falling on tsunamis. him. <laughs> Dude, I actually had forgotten about the fire truck falling on him until like I did that rewatch recently because <laughs> I was like, wait. Oh, right. I forgot he has a fire truck laying on his leg. Yoinks. Okay, he shouldn't still be a firefighter at this point, but that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Physically, he should not be able to do that job, but I mean, a whole ass fire truck fell on that leg. (laughs) (laughs) During a bomb explosion, mind you. Like, it wasn't just the truck fell over because the wind or whatever. Like, it was... (laughs) 
you imagine? What are they, have they done a tornado yet? Don't give them any ideas. <laughs> I think this Lone is not Star Kansas, has. Dorothy. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Watching Ted—that's the reason I I became very invested in Ted Lasso. It was because the first episode, they're like, we're going to get this coach from Wichita State University. I'm like, I went to Wichita State University. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, in case you didn't know, I'm a Kansas girl. (laughs) I'm from the middle of nowhere. Um, I live in New Jersey now. I I don't know if that was an upgrade or not. I I fell in love with Ted Lasso because Jason Sudeikis is sexy. Oh, wait. Okay. To be fair. That was the next step was because Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> but the first yeah. step for me was, oh my God, nobody ever uses Wichita State Kansas University correctly. And anyway, yeah. like, granted, they don't have a football team anymore, but I think that's why they were able to use Wichita State because they don't have a football team anymore. Exactly. It's a very tragic story as to why they don't have a football team anymore, but- Did someone die? The whole team died in a plane crash in like the 70s. <laughs> Well, <laughs> let's get back to 911. 911, please don't get any ideas from any of this They've conversation. They've already done a plane crash, haven't they? Like several. They've done okay. several plane stunts. <laughs> I'm not saying that particularly. I meant the tornado. Do not oh, get any ideas. If a tornado shows up in California, that's weird. Um, it's not unheard exactly. of. It's not unheard of, but it's weird. Um. <clears throat> Just like it was weird that we had a tornado in New Jersey this year. I was like, that's weird. Um, that is weird. Exactly. But anyways. <laughs> Bobby. I also appreciate that Hen and Bobby were together in the prison because they are the two most come up with the weirdest scenario solutions of the entire team. So like they yes. did a good job of partnering up the people that needed to be partnered up together for their separate situations. <clears throat> so I do appreciate that. Um, there was a meme going around Twitter that I saw <laughs> where they were talking about how Buck and Eddie do great together in an ambulance. And they referenced their first case that they worked together with the guy with the bomb inside of him. Yes. <laughs> I was like, listen. <laughs> This is memory. We're we're, we're 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 pulling at scraps at this point, guys. <laughs> yep, we are literally anybody who is still like a buddy stan in 2021, stronger than the U.S. Marines. Like, <laughs> truly, truly. Oh no, but don't you know, queer baiting happens with straight people too. What did somebody comment that on your feature? They did. They're like, they're like, um, well, baiting happens with straight people too. I mean, look at Bones and Booth. And I'm like, that's not baiting. That that's that was clear cut burn. from the beginning that they were gonna get together. That's called <laughs> slow burn, you dumb fox. Well, that's what they were trying to argue. They're like, Well, how do we know Buck and Eddie isn't a slow burn? I said, because they haven't defined them as their relationship types. Like, yeah. But bones and booth clearly state like showed that they had attraction to each other and it was clearly defined that they were interested in each other in that way yes and eddie have not had that we've just had 
moments where it seems like it's <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> but anyway, I can't. People. <laughs> Listen. I did enjoy the episode though. I think that it does like when there is stuff like this, it does give us less to talk about, but I feel like it's a better episode all Mm -hmm. around when it's only one thing or only not only one person, because I don't love those, but when it's only one thing, it does definitely I mean the ones where there's just like one person focus, those are usually those backstory ones and those are decent. Um depending on which one it is. Like I don't want to hate on any of the characters because I love them all, but like some of their backstory episodes were better than the other ones. Like it just depends on of course the story they decided to tell. But um like Bucks just wrecked me because I understood those emotions. Yeah. <laughs> Parental abandonment? What? <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> but I um, also I did enjoy um Athena's. Athena's was really good too. Yeah. Fucking I, loved Athena Begins. I loved learning that she'd had this relationship with someone and they died. Like, yeah. Those are things that, like, you never would have thought, like, with her because the way she acted in the first episode with Michael, it was like they'd always been together and, like, you know, she hadn't really had anything besides him. Um, so. Anyways, I'm a little peeved that they switched the spooky episode with this episode. Like, it didn't make sense to me, like, why they did that. Because I'm like, it's better to have Halloween episode the day after Halloween than a week after Halloween. Yeah. It's definitely, it was a choice. It was a choice. Was it the right choice? I just feel like, look, the other reason that... I think that it's that 911 will either end with this season or like if it makes it to season is we in season five? Yeah. I wonder yeah. if if it gets a season six, it'll be a half season. Yeah. I would I would think that because like I mean if you think about it, it's like, okay, number one, we had that episode where no promotional pictures were released. Yeah. And then we had, now we have this, like, week swapping. And uh, on top of the week swapping, for no fucking reason that we can find, is the episode being released early on Hulu. Like, somebody yep. is either, obviously, like, budget was cut at 911's, like, um, PR or something like that. But, it's, like, ball it doesn't bode well. Because these kinds of things don't happen with shows that are... in their peak or in a situation where they're gonna get renewed um or have a couple seasons beyond what they're currently on um exactly but yeah it's it's been a mess (laughs) yeah it's sure (laughs) but here's the thing when I read about the episode for the 15th which is my birthday by the way I'm like yay I get a 911 episode on my birthday but it's the landslide one and I'm like that's interesting and then the whole comment about he wonders if his relationship with Taylor is over I'm like please yes please oh birthday God. present to me please um not that I listen I'm a buddy shipper do not get me wrong I'm okay though with Ed, Buck or Eddie being in a relationship with somebody else as long as it makes sense but Taylor makes no absolute sense 
She's no, just Taylor's there. there. She's just there. She's worse yeah, than she's Abby, and I never thought that was possible. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Oh Listen. my gosh. <laughs> we okay. all know how yeah. I feel about Abby. I never shut up about how I feel about Abby. <laughs> I, yeah, you know what? It happens. It happens. Sometimes people are just bad. It's weird. I tend to not like female characters very often unless they're like him. I can't. <laughs> um, I just like, uh, Taylor's going to be in the fucking spooky episode too. Yep. Did you see that? Yeah. That is so annoying. Ugh. Oh, I know. But we get ghosts. <laughs> I, I didn't... <laughs> Wait, I didn't read the the description. The members of the 118 race to rescue a man who claims he was carjacked, shot, and buried alive. Yep. <laughs> Guys, you don't need to go overboard, okay? We already don't believe half the shit you do. <laughs> Did you see the last sentence? It's like, haha, this guy thinks he was shot and carjacked and whatever. Oh, this person thinks that their roommate is a ghost. Harry is haunted by visions of Jeffrey. What the hell? <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Like, it's on theme, sure, but like, this is a child <laughs> it's who's on kidnapped. Theme, sure. Dude. I'm, you know what, though? To be fair. I hope this episode doesn't disappoint me in the fact that I will enjoy it, even if it is terrible ghosty things, because at least it'll be better than the Connors, which, mind you, if anybody grew up in the 90s, you knew the Connor family is synonymous with Halloween pranks and hijinks and whatever. Like, they're the TV family that celebrates Halloween to the fullest. And this year, the episode was... was marked as a Halloween episode, but the only thing Halloween about it was there were candy bars. And Yikes. for like a hot minute, Becky was dressed like Tinkerbell. Which again, no. I don't need to see that. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I was like, this is a very disappointing episode. And it's like, it's not even Halloween. Like, you guys suck. <laughs> Ugh. To be fair though, that show has more ups than it does down so at least there's that um it is one of abc's top comedies but <clears throat> that episode i was like don't say it's a halloween episode and then not actually like celebrate halloween in it yeah <laughs> oh my gosh oh I, do you watch home economics i do not so i started watching it because it comes on after the connors it's actually decent but the halloween episode um I didn't watch season one yet. Like, I've only seen snippets of season two. I'm going to go back and watch season one. But I saw one of the brother, one of the siblings, it's about three siblings that are all in different, like, economic statuses. So one's, like, super rich. One's, like, eh, okay, rich, like, okay financially. And then the other one's, like, you know, on the lower end of financial stability. And that's kind of the whole point is, like, they have to, like, coexist together in this, like, weird dynamic of money and situation and the rich brother <clears throat> is separated from his wife and his wife was in the Halloween episode. And I'm like, why does she fucking look familiar? It's like, why does this woman look familiar? So I like, go I like Googled it and I was like, Oh, cause she's the slutty girlfriend of 
freaking Connor Roy. <laughs> oh my god. She's the bohemian blonde chick that Connor's fucking dating. <laughs> oh my god. On <laughs> succession. I was like, oh, because you're from succession and I don't like you on there. <laughs> well, you why don't you like her? She's so stupid. She's just she's <laughs> I a think big dumbo. I, to be fair. I just, anything related to Connor, I'm just like, ugh. Because Connor annoys the shit out of me. Why don't you like Connor? He's also just so dumb. No, if I want dumb, I'm going to look at Tom Wamgasson. Okay? Tom is the idiot, the biggest idiot of that entire. But then there's moments where I'm like, are you purposely being an idiot? Because you're actually decently smart. Because like, no, Greg is the dumbest fucking person on that show. You cannot prove me wrong. Greg is the dumbest person. Yeah, on no, Greg. <laughs> we love Nicholas Braun. I love we do. Movie. He's just it, his character is just incredibly stupid. Yes, indeed. Um, there was someone that was saying <clears throat> they would make a case for him being on the queer spectrum, and I'm like, oh yeah, totally, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, Tom potentially too because he's very obsessed with greg uh, <laughs> listen that's yeah. just queer let's just let's just say it now we're all queer um yeah my family's just entirely queer <laughs> except for logan logan's just trash <laughs> this is true this is true um However, I'm also here to remind anyone who listens that Saturday night here in Colton is hosting SNL and you better not miss it. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so fucking good. My roommate sent me a picture of Macaulay like dressed up all fancy at something or whatever recently. Okay. Fancy by Macaulay Culkin standards, which means it's like outrageously weird. Um, But she was like, oh my God, I just love him so much. And I was just like, Honestly, I was like, if there's any Colkin brother I'm obsessed with, it's Kieran. Hundred percent. Yeah, I would go Kieran too. I would definitely go Kieran too. <clears throat> oh, he's so. I don't know what it is because I normally don't go for those kind of guys, but I just, I do. Will say no, this is a nine one one podcast, but we talk about Succession at the end every time. I feel. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Um. But I will say one of the more recent episodes when when, when um, Roman is like pissed off at Kindle for something and he does this like thing with his hands and then he does <laughs> the middle finger. Oh, no, yeah. I'm just like this and that gif exists and I'm like this gif is my life now. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, anywho, we 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 need a succession 911 crossover. Let's make it happen. That'd be oh so my funny. God. Can you imagine? They're both chaotic in different ways. It would just be the most entertaining episode on the planet, I think. Like Yeah. Gosh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> absolute we a, chaos we we had a small fire this episode at least that's the original reason they were at the prison yeah <laughs> sure <laughs> i got him there i just find it very interesting i was just thinking about this just now um it just came to me <laughs> i find it very interesting that prisoners on tv shows 
prisoners can just switch their outfit and walk out of the prison and nobody noticed that they're I'm like, do you not pay attention to faces? Like, they were obvious. Do you faces. not know what criminals look like working in you a prison? Do not know what your guys okay. look like? Especially one that's in an, I would imagine, an isolation cell. Like, the way that they have to bring him out to the yard by himself, he's clearly in... They're all that? there. What is, the, what, is the, what is the term in prison where you're, like, off by yourself? Solitary. Solitary. That's oh. the word. Solitary he's clearly in solitary confinement so yeah. like wouldn't you notice that like the guard that guards him looked suddenly thinner and small slightly smaller when i i'm like are you guys fucking idiots like seriously Literally. i understand it's a whole plot point to like make things happen but like i'm a logical person and so those kinds of things bother me <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it's, like, hide shit. <laughs> it's like on it's like on um cop shows when like they yell at a suspect halfway across the room. Just fucking walk up to them. <laughs> Just walk up to them and start speaking. Why are you yelling their name across the room so that they have ch- chance to run? So exactly. Dumb. Well, you know, it's not dramatic if there's not a if there's not a police chase, um, or it's not so dramatic, if, or it's not dramatic if wow, we suddenly got this one piece of evidence all of a sudden in the middle of courts, and they're gonna walk it in, and every, I'm like, that's not how court works. That's not how court works. No. <laughs> oh I'm man. Doing it for dramatic, but that's not how that works. <laughs> I remember as a kid, I forget, it was a John Grisham book, but like it was for like John Grisham, he wrote a teen series at one point and it was this kid that was like interested in the law or whatever, you know, lawyery stuff, you know, detective-y stuff, whatever. Anyways, I don't remember specific details of this book, but I just remember reading it and there being this (laughs) line in the book where he's like, you know, court doesn't actually happen like law, like on Law and Order. Nobody has these like random declarations on the stand that are like very emotional and like <laughs> impactful. He's like, it's very boring. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Like people don't suddenly just stand up on on cross examination and be like, I murdered that man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why Legally Blonde did it best. Yeah. They actually figured it out. Oh. And and what color were his shoes? <laughs> I love El Woods. We oh. um, That's a classic. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh. We're just like finding ways to not talk about 911 now. I feel like this is how our episodes go. We start off talking about 911, and then we go into a little bit of talk about shows that are slightly related to 911, but only in our brains, but not necessarily yes. our listeners' brains. <laughs> We're like, no, I know totally. how I got there. <laughs> Let's see if you can solve the puzzle on your end, viewers. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm pretty sure we have like no no listeners on this podcast at this point. <laughs> 
or the people that do are the people that know us and they're just like oh we're listening because we like you yeah <laughs> Charles we love you thank you yeah. for listening even though you've never watched this show <laughs> I'm not kidding Charles oh. every week even though even though that's he's never watched show. the show and I'm like that's so sweet and he's like that's friendship I'm like listen true <laughs> <laughs> um I mean I tune into the one that Alicia does for Marvel every once in a while oh yeah I love Marvel but like not enough to sit there and listen to a podcast all the time no so like I'll tune every every once in a while just to be a good friend that's nice I mean I don't have time to listen to podcasts anymore like I literally fucking don't I need it to keep my sanity while I'm doing job boards and answering stupid emails from applicants who applied the day before and then are asking me for an update on their application. I'm like, bro, (laughs) you, you didn't even give me 24 hours. Go home. I mean, if I had a job where I could listen to them, I would fully be listening to them. Oh yeah. But I I don't, I do not. That's fair. Completely fair. Anyways, so uh, what would you give this episode? I'd say like four stars. I, I would dock I... it a half because of the Ravi thing. It didn't really make sense. And I would dock <laughs> it another half because Taylor was there. <laughs> Taylor, you, you lost the whole half a point. <laughs> yeah. Think about what you've done. <clears throat> As Project Runway would say, one day you're in and the next day you're out hopefully you're out tomorrow Taylor bye (laughs) I've been watching Project Runway lately in case you didn't know (laughs) really (laughs) I wouldn't have guessed (laughs) it's okay my tv plays random like channels like because it's a Samsung tv so there's Samsung television plus or whatever that's just on the tv so like when my Hulu turns off at night and it just plays that. I wake up to Project Runway in the morning and then I get invested and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyways, yeah, I, think, I believe I gave this episode four and a half because I didn't take the half off for Taylor. I think I gave a half off for Taylor and Robbie combined because I was like, Taylor luckily was only in like a few seconds of the episode. Um <laughs> But the whole Robbie yeah, thing was just a mess. I'm being a little harsh. <laughs> We're allowed that's okay. to. We're allowed yeah. to. Christopher redeemed. Ta- like, Christopher overbalanced the Taylor. So that's fine. We just need All right. I'll stick with four and a half. So half is docked for Robbie. <laughs> poor Robbie. It's not his fault. Half is no, docked yeah, for, for the, the writing, writing okay. of Robbie. Half is docked for the writer's responsibility to Robbie. There we go. Yes. <laughs> but no Christopher oh my god Gavin is such a cutie patootie I freaking love him I didn't even like recognize him because he's so big and they won't show us fucking Christopher put him in an episode damn it Um, I get it he's probably like listen the kid's busy he's a he's a very happy go lucky kid like he's just living his life but I don't like, mean, give like, him more screen time. Like yeah. maybe they're doing it because of COVID stuff. Like, and cause he has, you know, medical underlying medical oh, conditions. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. 
or it could just be because of school. Like he is in school, so like it could just be because of school related reasons. True. Um, <clears throat> I was talking with someone else today about this show, and they don't even watch, but I was like, they know Tracy Toms, and I was like, I just want her to be in more episodes. I'm like, I miss Karen. Where's Karen? Where's the kids? Yeah. We have not, we've seen Athena's kids and that's it. Like, that's all we've seen this season, which is fine. I mean, Harry and May are great, but like, I want to see, why can't I think of his name? Hen's son. Oh, Denny? Denny. I was like, Duke, that's not right. I don't know why Duke is <laughs> in my head. I'm oh, like, that's not right. <laughs> Sorry, Denny, wrong name. And I was like, we don't see Christopher. And I'm like, this isn't fair. I want to see Christopher and Buck play video games again, okay? It's very cute when they do that. Or like, I want to see them prank Eddie again, like they did in the episode with the smart house. (laughs) Like, oh my God. I mean, come on, guys. The writing is right there. Like, this is literally a family. Like, what is wrong with you writers? Just give it to us. It really won't cost you anything to give us Buddy. It won't. Because 90% of your fans want Buddy. That 10% can go fuck themselves. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I honestly have not seen such, like, a strong, like, push for, for, like, a coupling from a show in a long time. Like, no, me neither. Freaking Twitter is insane with fucking Eddie. And like, there's a few people that push back against it, but I'm like, you're just doing it because you're tired of hearing people talk about it, not because you're against it. You're just, yeah. <laughs> you're just tired of people talking about it. Um, but yeah. Anyways, in our brains and our hearts, Buddy will live forever. <laughs> yeah. On our screens, uh, they will stay in the dirt where Ryan Murphy first put them. <laughs> Even though he doesn't have much control over the show. Mm. I still blame Ryan Murphy. It's it will still bla- Listen, it's so easy to blame Ryan Murphy, especially after this. T- how terrible AHS was this season. Let's Jesus, just bring- Let's it was just bad. Him. God, it was so, so bad. bad. So bad. Do you think that he's like... I'm convinced that Ryan Murphy... Like, and I'm not, I'm not saying this like joking. I'm not anything like that. I genuinely think that Ryan Murphy snorts a line of coke and then writes an episode of television. Like, there's no fucking way he doesn't do that. <laughs> At least there's no way. <laughs> yeah, like, there's no <laughs> way he wrote, there's no fucking way that he wrote that episode where the president, who was it? Oh, shit. Nixon? No, Nixon? the other one. Eisenhower? Eisenhower. There's no way that he wrote that episode <laughs> where Eisenhower is in communication with aliens, and then it goes to 2020, and teenagers are kidnapped and made. And all of them get pregnant, age. even if they're guys. No, there's no way he didn't have Did he go an read some improv and be like, oh, I'm going to try that. that. Yeah, seriously. He, must have. he had to have read Impreg from some random fandom and been like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to try that on my show. No, I get it. He yeah. read Impreg for Kurt and, 
enough. Don't finish the sentence. Enough. Enough. <laughs> you know he probably did. Anyways, everyone knows what I was talking about. We don't need to go any further. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I don't trust him. I don't also, trust him. Okay, Murphy. also, no offense. Like, I'm all for liking gay characters. Like, I will generally, generally root for the gay characters no matter how obnoxious they are but those characters were so unlikable I was like just kill them kill them right now like just stop yeah. and I, was like, I can't tell if it was because I don't like Nico Bruce uh however you pronounce his last name um because I didn't like him when he was in Newsies on Broadway like I wasn't impressed and I just feel like he's one of those like really like millennial types which I mean again I'm not trying to be like alienation against millennially type people but he's definitely yeah. one of those like tiktoker types and I'm just like no <laughs> yikes you know what I mean by that <laughs> yep I do that's like a whole personality trait at this point <laughs> millennial tiktoker millennial tiktoker type yep Ugh. um but I was just like I genuinely, genuinely wanted to like them because I'm like, oh, they're gay and they're together and they're best friends. That's so cute. And then they opened their mouths and I was like, nope. <laughs> I yeah. Was like, nope. I have, they were very that's annoying. the thing. It's like none of the characters were likable. And the historical characters weren't believable because they didn't look anything like the historical people they were freaking representing. I'm like, listen, the dude you had playing JFK looked nothing like JFK. <laughs> I just couldn't get over that they had multiple presidents, multiple presidents <laughs> on that season. Like, at least they had Nixon, they had Eisenhower, they had JFK. I know that they had one more. They had multiple presidents. And at no time they had Johnson. They, like, they had Johnson for like a hot second, I think. They did have Johnson. They weren't like, hmm, what would these politicians, what would these politicians do with aliens? Like that was I their feel, thought. you know what? So I'm going to get political for a second because I mean, come on, we're already there. Um, but 100%. like real political for a second, not Ryan Murphy political. Um, <laughs> but like, I wonder if like the QAnon people watch this aliens thing and now that's why they're in Dallas thinking that JFK and JFK Jr. are going to come back and help Trump get reelected. Dude, I mean, they have thought that for a while, but this, imagine that, can you imagine being Ryan Murphy? Can you imagine being bald gay Ryan Murphy and finding <laughs> out, finding out that your fucking alien horror show is the reason that QAnon people in America think that JFK Jr. is coming back? Can, I would love to see his reaction to that. Listen, I'm going to, I'm going to start a conspiracy theory. This is rumor. This is not fact. What if Ryan Murphy is part of QAnon? And he's just, just being people. <laughs> All right, we've well, really yeah, gone off the deep end at this point. Added, didn't, didn't this season also include partly the politicians <sighs> being reptiles? Yes. Yes. Dude. <laughs> Maybe Ryan okay, Murphy is the other thing. The other thing that really pissed me off about this season was that they made Mamie Eisenhower sweet little Mamie Eisenhower deep throat I'm like that doesn't make sense at all it was so funny it was so funny I was like none of this tracks I was like none of this tracks no I just 
again, it's like bold <laughs> gay Ryan Murphy said, I'm going to bring back Dwight Eisenhower, put aliens in there, and his wife, Deep Throat. What? His I'm wife telling is you. The, his wife is the, like, biggest alien person, like, on the of this whole group like she's the one that convinced him to be okay with the aliens and all this bs and i'm like and aliens are the explanation for all these technological advances we have like microwaves and i'm like that's bs that's bullshit (laughs) mary you cannot tell me you cannot look in my eyes and (laughs) say to me ryan murphy was sober writing that you can't (laughs) You can't no. do it. Listen, I can't even tell you he was sober writing the first half of that season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, blood pills? Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> I can't. I can't. At least this has a, at least this has a common trajectory between 901 and... <laughs> yeah. There's a common Ryan denominator. Movie. Right. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> All problems lead back to Ryan Murphy. It's because of his face. I don't face. even know if he's really gay. Is he <clears throat> gay? I just said that. Yeah, he is. He's gay. Okay. <laughs> but you see my face. Like, he makes ba- gay people look bad. And I don't give a shit if he ever hears me say that, because I don't care. You can tell me to <laughs> shut up. I don't care. You can try to, like, stop me from talking and spewing my opinions on you but it's not gonna stop (laughs) you can try ryan but you can't stop me it's not my fault you look like a penis (laughs) but he does i'm sorry somebody had to say (laughs) oh my god anyways um I am in rare form today, and I think it's because I couldn't be nasty and mean to the candidates that were asking me stupid questions all day. <laughs> so you had I to take it out somewhere. I've been stockpiling the shade. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um, in conclusion, don't do drugs, kids. No. <laughs> and you try to write television. <laughs> Don't do drugs and try to write television. Again, these are rumors. They are not facts. Yeah. (laughs) These are our opinions because there's no other explanation for that writing. (laughs) And it's funny because before I started writing, before I started watching the second half of this season of AHS, my roommate was like, oh my God, like the, the, the present time like is stupid and dumb. She goes, but like, the past where they like explain Amelia Earhart and JFK shooting all that stuff is really great and I'm just like I watched the first episode and I went back to her and I was like are you out of your mind that was terrible like all of it is terrible (laughs) (laughs) she's like it's an alternate explanation I'm like yeah if it was executed better yes by all means it would be but it was terribly executed it was oh my god Again, Ryan Murphy, learn how to, one, write, two, cast people who make sense for the roles they're playing, especially if they're playing real life people. Yeah. He like, he needed Sarah Paulson in that season so bad. He was like, well, Mamie Eisenhower is deep throat. I just. 
Oh, the only, the only, the only lookalike that looked like the person they were portraying was Steve Jobs, and he was there for five seconds. <laughs> oh, I forgot <laughs> Steve Jobs was there. God, that was just four episodes that they call the season was just some of the most unhinged television I've ever seen in my life. It just so by that standard, nine one one's doing great. Oh yeah, nine one one deserves an Emmy if we're talking American <laughs> Horror Story Alien season point of view. Honestly, to be fair, not, AHS should have ended a while ago. It's just been trash for years now. Dude, did you know that it has like twelve seasons? Like it, we still have two more seasons apparently. No, I'm That's burying my head in the sand and forgetting that it exists. Listen, um. Why can't I think of her name? She had the right idea of getting out years ago. Why can't I think of her name? Blanking on me. Oh my God. She was the big one with Sarah Paulson. She was the big one with Sarah Paulson the first few seasons. The older woman. Jessica Lange? Jessica Lange, yes. Jessica Lange had the right idea to get get out before it went to shit. Absolutely. Same thing with Kathy Bates. Like she's like she she did she did the apocalypse season and was like absolutely no more. She's like I'm done. Seriously though, I wonder what. <laughs> Obviously, again, we have we are way off base of nine one one, but I I do wonder what this season of American Horror Story got on Rotten Tomatoes. Look it up. I do know that that final episode got terrible reviews on IMDb. Because it was fucking awful. It was. And and our editor, Allison, commended me for tearing the episode apart. She goes, I love reading reviews where they tear episodes apart. And I'm like, thank you. Because Cade couldn't watch the finale live. So like I covered for him and I messaged him after I watched it. I said, Honey, don't watch it. It's a waste of your hour. It's a wasted hour it of is. your life. <laughs> But he ended up watching it. He goes, you were not wrong. That is a wasted trash of an episode. Wow. I This has 80% on Rotten Tomatoes this season. It's those fucking Finn Whitrock fans. They fucking love him. And they think he could... Was he even in the season? He was in the first part. He was the main oh. guy. Whatever. He's, I don't like him. He's not main character material. And yet, Ryan Murphy put him smack dab in the center of the vampire BS. So true. Which was also like not a great season, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, they're all the same season. So, like, it's too, as like when they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to split it up. I figured they were going to split it up evenly between the two parts. Also, I figured they were going to get more than just what? Ten episodes. I was like, this? at least twelve, so each could have six. Right. I don't because know. Maybe, maybe aliens would have been a little better with two more episodes, or maybe it would have been even trashier. Who knows? Um, but I felt like a lot of it was rushed because it was four episodes. But anyways, how's nine one one? Seriously. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We always we always do this. We really do. But look, I'm going to be completely honest. If 911 was better, we wouldn't have to do this. Right. When we did an episode for season one, we didn't go off track. We talked about 911 the whole time. 
Hello. It's progressively gotten worse. I think its best yes. season was probably three. I want to say three was probably their best season. Yeah, I agree. Four was okay. Last season was okay. It just, I had some issues with it, but you know, it wasn't terrible, terrible. And this season. I mean, like Bobby good. and Athena almost getting divorced for <laughs> no fucking reason. And By the way, how are they doing? Haven't, how are they doing? Oh, yeah. Um, they're fine. You know, um, they were they were about to leave the hospital together, and then Bobby's like, "I gotta stay with this kid," and she's like, "Oh, I'll go go be your fatherly figure to your firefighter. <laughs> Just know I won't be waiting up for you." And I'm like, "You're acting like there was never an issue between the two of you. So you're also <laughs> acting like Bobby never had a drinking problem. Relapse. Like, what the hell? Nine one one. Anyway, I told you, I, li- if if television is gonna do one thing." It's that they're going to bring up an alcoholism storyline and immediately fucking drop it. Immediately. Nope. Because they don't like, want to follow through. No. They don't know how to follow through. It is so... They did that with the bold type, too. Did you watch the bold type? No. Uh, the first couple seasons. Ugh. It was, like, in the last season, or the second to last season. Oh, okay. That addiction storyline made me fucking mad. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the bold type made me mad, though. Anyway. But yeah, you're not wrong about dropped alcohol storylines. I get, Again, I go back to the Connors because that's the other show that I watch. They've actually done a decent job of dealing with Becky's alcoholism. Not gonna no. lie. They've, like, two episodes ago, she was at her dad's wedding and accidentally drank a little bit of alcohol because someone gave her the wrong cup and like she had a freak out. And so she goes and have, has sex with her date, which was like her friend from high school. And I'm like, it's showing that she has bad coping mechanisms. And I'm like, okay, this is great. Like, this is wonderful. And then in this episode, she was the worst part of this most recent episode because she just drops her job. Cause she's like, I want to be the cool kid in the study groups at college. And Jackie's like, I need you to work, you know, your job that we run together. And I'm just like, Becky, do you not, like, remember you have a kid and, like, real-life responsibilities? Like, you're not a teenager anymore. Like, you're 40. Um, so, like, they're they're good with her alcoholism. They're bad with any other storyline with her. <laughs> so, I'm like, some TV do well with alcoholism. It's very rare. And it's funny that it ends up being, like, comedies that do that shit better than, like, dramas. Like, 100%. It's always, yeah. Like, Ted Lasso's a great, great example of doing serious stuff really well. Yep. <laughs> yep. Anywho. Ted Lasso is good at doing everything right. Yes. Toxic men, we don't know you. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, we don't know you. Nope. And if we do, and if we do, we kick you out. I just hope that the Nate story gets executed well in season three, which I think it will. I think it will. I'm scared. I don't want to talk about it too much because my mom can probably hear me and I don't want to spoil that for her. But like, I'm fucking scared of season three of what they're going to do with them. Oh, it's going to be chaotic because yeah. he's so ingrained in the team. It's going to be so chaotic. And not only did he just leave the team, he went to the worst person you could go to. Oh! That was the thing. My mom, she was talking about um, 
uh, Higgins, when Higgins quit, uh-huh. she goes, I, I hope he didn't go to Rupert. And I was like, Higgins would never. <laughs> yeah, but we thought that too about him. Oh, no. I Here's the thing. I, I thought that too about him, at least. At the beginning of this season, I started to not think so nicely about Nate. I oh, was just me like, too. Okay. Yeah. But season Didn't one, I mean, season one, I was like, oh, yeah, probably not. But like, then I was like, especially the episode that really sealed it for me that he's an asshole was the episode with the new uh cowboy or whatever i forget his name Kitman? huh Kitman? yes yes with the new one where he like basically that kid was like just trying to be nice and like give him a nickname and all that stuff and like make him like you know feel like part of the team whatever and he treated him like shit i'm like nate there was no reason for that you asshole this kid is doesn't he's just trying to be part of the team (laughs) i did notice that in season one at some point he says um he says um I'm deeply scared of aging or something like that and then we have like season two where it's episode one to episode 10 gray hair well it's funny that you say that because Nick Muhammad who plays him actually commented on that I don't know if you read that but like he commented on he's like it was a even it was a physical progression of his nastiness um, yeah, and I was like, "That's the coolest idea I have ever heard in my life." Ted Lasso deserved their Emmys. <laughs> oh my god, fully, like, fully. People have been like shitting on the fact that last year it was Shit's Creek and this year it was Ted Lasso, and I'm like, because they're good shows, because they're executed perfectly, the writing is well done, and they just make us feel good. Thank you. Well, that annoys me. It annoys me when people are like, oh, Ted Lasso, like, got so many awards. Like, why? And it's like, then they compare, when they, when people compare that to Schitt's Creek, Schitt's Creek straight up fucking swept. They won every actor award. They won every writing and director award. And Ted Lasso won what? They won, Brett won, Hannah they won, won and- They won most of them, but not all of them. No. Like, right. I just, it's, it's, I don't think it's anything like Schitt's Creek in that respect. No, I don't. Not. But I mean, I mean, they're similar in the fact that the type of shows they are. Yeah, yeah. nice comedies are starting to win, but you want to know why? Because we're tired of people dogging on other people for the sake of humor. Like we want, we want these comedies that it's like, oh, we're making a joke at something that happened, not something that's a person Someone. or whatever. Like, yeah, whatever. Anyway, it's sad. We also anyway, like him because Ted Lasso. <laughs> Watch Ted Lasso, guys. <laughs> um, Ted Lasso owns this universe at this point in time. Hundred percent. Um, as <laughs> as shown by all of the Halloween costumes that were Ted Lasso this year. <laughs> so many. There were so many. I. I saw, I forget where I saw it, but someone dressed their dog up, like, <laughs> dead. Do you follow Ashley Nicole Black? Because she was retweeting a bunch of people who um, dressed their yes, dog up. Yes, I do. Yeah, that was probably how. I I don't know. Right. But my, um, one of the girls I went to high school with dressed up as Ted and her husband dressed up as Beard. 
Oh, that's awesome. It was really cute. I was like, oh, I love it. It would have been even funnier if he had dressed up as as Rebecca, because then I would have been like, oh my God, yes. And like, they're the type yeah. of people that would have done that, but I, I don't know why he didn't. But anyways, it was really funny. I was like, oh, Coach Beard gets some love. <laughs> he deserves it. Anywho. 100%. Wait, where's our 911 Ted Lasso crossover? Let's do it. Let's just go to the UK. 911, you might get better if you go to the UK. <laughs> if Jason Sudeikis ran 911, it would be a thousand times better. All right, Fox, you hear what we say in? We want Jason no, Sudeikis. No, don't let, no. Jason Sudeikis <laughs> deserves better than 911. I'm Enough. just kidding. <laughs> No, but it's not even just Jason Sudeikis. Like, it's Jason Sudeikis, Brendan, and Brett all together. Like, they have that dynamic that just, hmm, television gold. Yep. Yep. I can't believe that three straight white men are the ones who are, like, saving television for me. Who knew? Well, it's with the added Juno Temple and Hannah Waddingham, too. Like, come on. True. There's the women. There's the women. There's the True. there's the hot factor. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Okay, like, um, oh my god. I don't know Juno. how to pronounce Toheeb. Is that how you pronounce it? He's fine. Who? Toheeb. Who yes. plays Sam? Yes. He's mm. fine. Mm-hmm. The guy who plays Isaac, he's fine. <laughs> Listen, we just love everybody on the show, okay? Yeah. I know some people like Phil Dunster and think he's cute, but I'm like, meh. And also, I was not convinced of liking Jamie in the very beginning. It took me a while. I he had to grow on me, but I loved Roy from the first moment. Like I, I think I just I like guess it's fair with Jamie because he was an asshole. But like, you have no excuse if you don't love him in season two. Oh no, no, no! I absolutely love him now. Okay. But I'm saying it took me till the end of season one to actually like start to care about that dude. Um, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him on that very first day and I said daddy issues and I fell in love and I was right. Daddy issues. And I was right. <laughs> I was fucking right. I just love, listen, I just love Roy and his niece and that teacher. That whole dynamic is just hilarious. Cause like Roy having to go in to talk to the teacher all the time. Cause his niece is so nasty mouth. <laughs> Yeah. I'm not saying I want him with the teacher. I just meant like they're like Did you see my face? Interac- when you yeah, I did. I meant their interactory re- their interactory dynamic. <laughs> my face like immediately dropped. I was like, "Oh, we're going to have beef." Okay, how do we steer this back to 911 so we can end this episode? <laughs> um I think that Buck and Colin would fuck. Oh, all right. Ooh, wait. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I think that Eddie and Jamie would, and then deny they ever did. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Immediately, yes. They were they yes. they were just messing around in the locker room. I don't know what you're talking about. Everybody gives each other a hand job. Like that's what their dynamic would be. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. And you know, Hen would be in that little friend 
that little friend group of Rebecca and Keely. She'd be all up in that, her and Athena, they'd be all besties and having tea and, you know, whatever, and talking the hot goss. So true. So true. We just made it. We, we just created this crossover, guys. Yeah. But also, once again, Ted Lasso, Jason Sudeikis, Fox, leave them the fuck alone. Yeah. D- d- don't actually do a crossover. We're no. creating it for fic reasons, headcanon yeah. reasons, not reality reasons. No, um, Fox, mind your business. <laughs> Fox, mind your business. Oh, and then Bobby and Ted <laughs> would be best friends. Oh, they would be. They would be, because they're the dads. They're the dad types. Oh. Uh, I just want in season three for Ted to get time with his son. Like, that's just what I want for him. Because this season, we got to see that, like, it's really bothering him. Like, you can tell that that's bothering him. His relationship with his father, like, haunts him. It's like Ted deserves to have his son for more than just a few moments on a video chat at Christmas time yeah like I get it he's going through a divorce but like give it to him he deserves it anyways um we're gonna call it a night (laughs) this has been a (laughs) fun eventful episode guys please don't kill us please still listen we do love to talk about 911 it's just when it was a good episode but when it's just one story like there's only so much we can say yeah and we feel like you guys deserve a little bit longer than a 20 minute episode we need like shock callers that will shock us if we stop talking about 911 <laughs> what we need is a guest star okay 911 people oliver come on our podcast like we would so talk about the good stuff um <laughs> we just get him to admit that he is instigated buddy <laughs> We swear we won't ask you about Buddy, but if you bring it up, we ain't stopping. We swear we won't ask you about Buddy. (laughs) Wank, wank. Um, I also, it would be interesting to get, he's not 911, but he's 911 Lone Star, so it's still the same thing. Brian Michael Smith would be so much fun to talk to. (gasps) Oh, I love Brian Michael Smith. Right? And he follows me on Twitter, so I might, ooh, I should see if he would do it. You should DM him. (laughs) Brian, if you listen to our podcast. Um, anyways, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks.